In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you're listening to St. Mark and Bemidji's podcast, a program that invites you to stop and take a second look at God's Word four times a week. Today, and for the next several weeks, we're going to continue our liturgy study. Liturgy is a fancy word for the way we conduct ourselves in a divine service, but there's so much more to it than fancy words. Every bit of a traditional Lutheran liturgy is literally packed with ways that God wants to serve us. Yes, I said that right. God serves us. And how do we respond? With gratitude for what God has done for us is inconceivable, good, and loving. Today, we continue our look at the second high point of the service, the Holy Sacrament. Yep, we've done a couple bits on this already, but it's so important that it's worth taking that extra time to get it just right and really understand what's going on when we celebrate the Lord's Supper. So, we're about to get rolling, and I'd like to invite you to continue with us on our study today. If you're interested, you could also listen to past episodes on this same topic. I hope you're enriched by our study today. The Lord's Prayer The placement of the Lord's Prayer in the midst of the preparation is intentional. As we are coming into the presence of God, we acknowledge by the Lord's Prayer what our relationship is with Him. We are no longer strangers and aliens, but citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, according to Ephesians 2, verse 19, and Galatians 2, verses 6 and 7. Jesus bids us to pray to our Heavenly Father, who considers us His beloved children. He says so in Luke 11, verse 9 through 13. Therefore, the Christian prays to his Father in heaven, trusting that the Lord will faithfully grant him every blessing. A survey of the small catechism's explanation of the Lord's Prayer quickly reveals that this prayer is a summary of the Gospel. For the sake of Jesus, God hallows his name among us, sends his kingdom to us, continues to grant us forgiveness according to his will, for at least the past 17 centuries, the Church has recognized a special significance to the fourth petition, Give us this day our daily bread, in connection with the sacrament. Namely, God uses ordinary bread and wine as the means by which his Son comes to us to hallow his name, bringing us into his kingdom. The words of institution go like this, Our Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and, when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do, oft as you drink it, and remembrance of me. Priceless words. Beautiful words. Words that are effective. They accomplish what they say. As the pastor proclaims the words of institution, it is the Lord himself who, by his word, is doing what he says. He is present, body and blood, in, with, and under the bread and wine of Holy Communion. The words of institution are not just a recital of something that happened in the past, on the night of Jesus' betrayal. They are a consecration. By his word, the Lord himself consecrates the elements. That is, they are set aside by him for his special purpose, and he is present in them. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. In the church today, overall, 
the peace of the Lord has become a sort of greeting, much like some regard the the Lord be with you and with your spirit. But this is a very specific term, and it refers to the forgiveness of sins and all the treasures of heaven received with that forgiveness. It is not a generic description of the absence of strife or violence because the Christian should expect strife and trial in this life. Perhaps the clearest is Romans 5 verses 1 and 2, where the Apostle speaks of peace. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We have peace with God because we are justified, forgiven, and declared righteous by faith. This comes only through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is through Christ that we have access to faith into this grace in which we stand. The same Christ who is present with us in Holy Communion to grant us grace, faith, and peace. Hebrews 13 verse 20 through 21 further clarifies the connection between Christ and the peace of God. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Here the peace of God is directly tied to the blood of the everlasting covenant, the same of which Jesus speaks in the words of institution when he declares, This is the New Testament in my blood. In other words, the peace of God comes with the forgiveness of sins. The peace of God, therefore, comes when Jesus is present, because Jesus is present by his means of grace to forgive sins. Jesus is here, body and blood present, with his people. It is a respected tradition for the pastor to elevate the wine and bread as he faces the congregation and declares the Pax Domini. For the purpose of the Pax Domini is to say, Christ Jesus is here to forgive your sins. By these means of bread and wine, the peace of the Lord is indeed with you. The Agnus Dei Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world, Grant us thy peace. John 1, verse 29. The Agnus Dei, which is Latin for Lamb of God, is sung after all has been prepared and the distribution is about to begin. The first line comes from John 1, verse 29. John the Baptist has been preparing the way for the Lord by his preaching in the wilderness. As many ask, he denies that he is the Christ, declaring that the Christ will come. Soon after, Jesus appears at the banks of the Jordan to be baptized, his ministry about to begin. Seeing him present, John declares, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Note that, at his baptism, the cross is already in the picture. John calls him the Lamb of God, and the Lamb is going to be sacrificed. This is how Jesus will take away the sin of the world. When the Agnus Dei is sung in the liturgy, all has been prepared for Jesus' coming to us with his body and blood in the sacrament. As John, 
we now expectantly look toward the altar and acknowledge that the Christ is present with us. Therefore we sing, O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. This is repeated usually three times, the third time ending, Grant us your peace. This is, once again, an acknowledgement that Christ comes to grant the peace of God himself and the forgiveness of sins. Throughout history, Reformed churches have deleted the Agnus Dei from the liturgy as a testimony that Christ is not present in the Lord's Supper. Let us not take these words for granted. They are an important confession of faith. They declare precisely what Scripture declares. The body and blood of Christ for you, for the forgiveness of sins, in the Lord's Supper. More next time, my friends. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions, or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. salvation free lasting to eternity